Take a deep breath and remember there's a power breathing you. This is your space of sanity in an evolving world where we learn about spiritual law and how to apply it to our lives in a way that is practical and life-changing. This is where we remember truth to make the world a better place one person at a time. I'm Claire Lotier, inspirational speaker, teacher of the technology of transformation, and a certified life mastery consultant and spiritual coach. Welcome to the Grace Space. When I originally recorded this episode of the Grace Space, I was coming to you from a cardboard box fort. That's right. I was visiting my mother in Florida for her birthday, and I constructed an ad hoc recording studio in my bedroom out of yoga mats and cardboard moving boxes. You'll probably be able to hear that from the quality of the sound and see me crouching inside my box fort. I felt a little bit like a kid again. And isn't that what happens when we go back to our childhood home? If you're a person who still has one to go to, a place that you think of as your childhood home, it's like walking back into the past, isn't it? Back into a younger version of yourself that might possibly include some old patterns and paradigms. So going home can be like an experiment to see how much you've been able to abandon in terms of identification with the definitions of your upbringing and who you always believed yourself to be. As we awaken, we come to embody a new frequency, a new energetic signature, and it can be very informative to plunge back into an environment of the past, which brings you vibrationally up against the old frequency of a self from long ago. I'm telling you all of this by way of introducing my guest in the grace space for this episode. Seems appropriate to introduce you to my friend and fellow coach, Christina Furia. Christina spent the first 10 years of her career as a mental health counselor and psychotherapist before realizing her true calling as a transformational teacher and coach. With a master's degree in clinical and counseling psychology, as well as a certification in coaching, Christina applies her diverse knowledge set of the mind, body, and spirit to empower those she works with to lean into their true purpose— to be free of the confines of a harsh inner critic, and to experience each day as a unique gift. I've asked her to talk to us about the part of us that can never lie, the vibrational level of our being, our frequency, and how that frequency determines our experience, as well as how to shift our frequency so that we can change our results in life. Okay, here we go. Welcome, Christina. I'm super, super thrilled to have you here in the gray space. I know that what you do, who you are, what you embody are a perfect fit for our listeners here. And I'm most curious to ask you this first question about your your social media handle, your business name, your new frequency. It's something that grabbed me right away. And uh, I'd love to know why you chose that name and what it means to you and why we need a new frequency. Yeah, well, you know, we all are, so we all have a frequency. A frequency refers to what's happening on a subatomic level, kind of deep inside of our bodies, um, you know, sort of even smaller than the cellular level. 
And so most of us tend to have a certain, um, certain predominant frequencies that we live on. So our frequency relates to our emotional state. To give you an example, a lot of people live on the frequency of fear. Mm. That is going to be a lower, denser, um, slower frequency, meaning our energy is actually vibrating at a slower rate than somebody who is spending most of their time living on the frequency of, we'll say, joy. So your new frequency is ultimately a higher energetic signature. It is an indication that your what's happening inside of your cells, deep down inside of your cells, is moving quicker, it's moving more efficiently and more coherently. And when that's happening, that is the recipe for feeling really good. That is the recipe for life happening for you with great ease, which is why lots of us need a new frequency. <laughs> so I love this. Um, I, I talk about frequency as feeling, and you've uh, just described that in your own terms, right? Uh, I think uh, we're just coming into a new awareness of what it is to be vibrating, right? And that we actually have control over that vibration and we can direct it. So um, that's obviously what you teach people to do. What is, how do we get to a new frequency? How do we move to a new frequency? Well, for me, I always say that the number one factor that really goes into learning to embody a new frequency is to become aware, to become more aware of ourselves. Because so many of us, we go through life on autopilot. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with this. This is the way that human beings are actually sort of structured. This is the way we're wired to be. By the time we reach a certain point in adulthood, we are able to just run on autopilot as dictated by our programming, as dictated by our conditioning, like up to 95% of the time. We're just going to be doing the same thing today, thinking the same way today that we thought yesterday and the day before and the day before that. So when we become more aware of what's happening with our thoughts, what's happening with our feelings, and also just who we're being, how we're behaving in the world, we become empowered to create meaningful change. We become empowered to begin to do the work of living on a new frequency. But without that awareness, anybody, any one of us will be hard pressed to really create change because that autopilot is going to be keeping us stuck in status quo. Mm. Now you use the word uh, atomic, that this thing is happening at the subatomic level, this frequency, this vibration that we're in. So um, this isn't really philosophy, is it? It's actually physics. <laughs> right. So yes, what I teach, what we teach is it used to be philosophy and, you know, well, I guess to some extent it still is philosophy, but it used to be exclusively philosophy because there was no science to support it. But across, you know, the last hundred years or so, there's been much research, much study done that has taught us that these are certainly not theoretical or, or philosophical concepts. This is actually what is occurring in the body. This is not abstract. This is legitimately what is occurring. And, you know, unfortunately, this information is not yet as mainstream as it really ought to be. There are a lot of reasons for that. Um, talk about status quo. I mean, one of the main reasons, in my view, why this isn't more mainstream is because 
honestly, if it became mainstream, it would upend so much of what we know to be about the medical model, about big pharma, about, you know, how we heal. And so, yeah, this is, in my view, there will be a day at some point, hopefully in both of our lifetimes, where (laughs) not embracing this as truth will be thought of as somebody not embracing the world being round Mm -hmm. as truth. And, you know, we're, we're not there yet, but that really is the direction that we're moving because it simply is fact. And with that, we become more empowered um, for change and for healing. And honestly, so much of what we see in our society as it relates to disease and, and illness, you know, we could fix it with such a greater level of efficiently uh, efficiency than we currently do. And so... Yeah, I mean, I can go on about that forever, but I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I, I wouldn't mind if you would go on uh, about that a little bit more, um, because I too am a, a big believer in the fact that we don't, that our educational system is not teaching us the most important things that we need to know. And I agree with you that uh, you know it, it would be. Uh, that the level of empowerment that we would receive as a humanity by really uh, understanding and embracing this information would indeed upend uh, the status quo and uh, a lot of um, structures that are very well established and uh, have been in power and control for a long time. Nevertheless, if you look at the world that we're living in right now, things are crazy. It, it seems very chaotic out there, although there's an implicit order to this chaos. And I believe that it's because we are moving to a new way of being, a new consciousness, a new uh, way of seeing ourselves and seeing our our role in, in the world, right? And um, I don't know if you ever talk about ascension, but this is something that I frequently talk about uh, because ascension... Uh, as a spiritual idea or a spiritual <laughs> belief that some people adhere to is this idea that we're moving dimensionally from one frequency range into another and that it's happening right now and that it is uh, the origin of all the changes that we're experiencing in the world right now. Can you speak to that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I don't necessarily use that word ascension, but I certainly um, agree with it as a concept and I have seen so much evidence of it, both in my own life, in my community, and, you know, just through being an observer of what's happening um, in the world at large right now. And I think that, yeah, this is a time of, of great awakening. This is a time where, again, to use the word status quo, the status quo will no longer suffice. And those of us who choose to cling to the status quo will find themselves really over time stuck in in suffering mm. because we are being called to awaken. We are being called to show up in new, more powerful ways. And with that, awareness is required. And with that, purposely showing up each day to do the work that is required both on ourselves and whatever we can do to meaningfully create change in our little part of the world, however small, these things are simply becoming required because whether we like it or not, we're in that growth moment and growth requires us to show up as our greatest selves. It requires us to step out of comfort zones and say, okay, I'm doing this, whether it is unpleasant in some moments or not. Here I am day after day after day, I'm showing up and I'm committed to what's occurring here. And 
it's so interesting to watch because it's happening to individuals simultaneous, of course, to it happening to society, simultaneous to it happening to the world overall. So it's, you know, it's something, it is just truly something to bear, to bear witness to. Well, and uh, I find it very encouraging because what it really means is that is that we are more supported than we've ever been before to make the kind of changes that are that are life changing, sustainable, that lead to a whole different experience of life. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's why there's so many people like us, like you and me, um, who are showing up in the world to guide people. You know, um, there are more spiritual leaders, more helping professionals, more um, just awake folks looking to share what they know with others and guide others than there has ever been because of this moment. We're all here at this time <laughs> to make our to make our mark, you know, and, and that mark um, is really just about contributing favorably to the world, the planet's um, continued evolution. Because if we don't evolve, this will certainly be the the end of the world as we know it, mm. at least. Like, you know, it's do or die time kind of a thing. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Now, your background was as a mental health counselor and a psychotherapist before you became a transformation coach. What's the difference? What are you able to do as a transformation coach that you couldn't do before in your work with uh, people as a psychotherapist, for example? Well, I mean, there are countless differences, really. But for me, the biggest difference, of course, is speaking freely about these concepts. You know, I suppose really when I was working as a therapist, I wasn't as aware of any of this um, that we're talking about. However, as soon as I became aware of it, it was kind of like, well, now that I know there's something greater to be thinking about, to be embodying um, and to eventually be teaching it simply will not do that I stay in this role as a therapist because ultimately as a therapist, while there was some, you know, psychoeducation that would go on, um, in many ways being a therapist is about just holding space for other people's feelings. And in some moments, in my opinion, really to their detriment, you know, there's a line between doing some venting about something that happened to you and, you know, leaning into it to the point that you are just, replicating that same emotional state day after day after day, which over time really causes um, you to become that. Mm. So like you went through a breakup and it was painful and, you know, it's hurting you. And then you focus on it week after week after week after week in therapy and how you've been harmed and how you have resentment and all of this over time, instead of working through it in order to release it over time, it's like you're you're digging your heels in and you become the person that is those things. You become the person that is wounded. You become the person that, um, you know, is resentful. You become the person that is untrusting instead of, all right, let's feel, let's feel everything we need to feel. And then let's redirect our attention to what's next. Let's redirect our attention to our continued forward movement and, and upward growth. Mm. And therapy could allow for that, like depending on the person you're working with. I've had some people who would show up in the therapy space and be like, all right, so I feel terrible. However, let's like talk it through and see what's next for me. But if that wasn't the type of person, it was if it was more the type of person who would, you know, want to really linger on feeling terrible, then I held space for that. And in hindsight, that was not what they needed. That's what they thought they needed. 
but it wasn't what they needed. So all to say, as a coach, as a teacher, as a speaker, I am able to be guided by my inner knowing, which is that there is a way to fully feel, release, and then direct your attention to what is next. And, you know, there's a, there's a formula for that that makes it so that we're not bypassing, we're not skipping anything, we're not saying don't feel hard things. We're simply saying feel it and then let's keep creating, creating yeah. life, creating yeah. more life. Powerful. I mean, and, you know, it, it makes me remember my my father was a psychiatrist. And I remember him saying once or twice that something that disheartened him was that very often there were a lot of people who actually didn't want to change. You know, they wanted to come and have somebody listen to them and they wanted to stay and remain in a state that had become comfortable for them. And as you said, you know, had crystallized over time into an identity and people are terrified of leaving behind uh, an identity that has been all they've ever really known themselves to be. Um, I think uh, one of the great realizations for me when I moved into this kind of work and I was transforming myself, which of course I'm still doing every single day, is this understanding that we could just leave behind something from the past that was painful. It's been felt, it's been processed. There's no need to linger there. What if we could just drop it? And I often get that question from clients. Well, how can I, how can I just drop it? Mm. What do you tell somebody when they come to you with that? <laughs> yeah. Um, so again, I think highest level response there is coming into awareness because if you are aware of what's going on with your thinking, you will in fact notice each time or most of the times that you return back to that same story, that same um, particular piece of hurt. And each time you return to it, if you're unaware, you'll just play out the script in the exact same way. You'll trigger the same emotional experience in the body. And then as a result, your energy will then vibrate at the same level, the same frequency. Where on the other hand, if you're aware, each time you notice that thought, that pattern of thought, that memory come up, you can then choose something new. You can then Take some, some slow, deep breaths, some very intentional deep breaths, because that is important to reconditioning the nervous system, because we are not just floating heads. And then you reach for a thought, reach for um, a pattern of thought that actually align with what you're desiring to become, that actually align with how you want to feel. Um, and you know, the more you do that, what happens is on a structural level in the brain, you're unwiring the original response and you're rewiring the new one. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. But if you do it consistently again and again and again, you will eventually have dropped that old script and that old pattern of thoughts and replaced it with one that serves you better. Well, and I, I noticed that you're, um, well, obviously with an, with a name, like your new frequency, you're very into the science behind all of this. And I'm a huge fan of the science behind all of this work too. I love reading Joe Dispenza. I love listening to Bruce Lipton. And I, I noticed that you have some of their, uh, work on your, on your website. 
there really is tremendous um, and fascinating scientific background, evidence studies, things that are happening now that really support uh, everything that you're saying about rewiring, reprogramming the brain. And I see that you have uh, also created your own course, uh, which is called A Crash Course in Emotional Mastery that's available on your website. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so that course was in response to the pandemic, Um, you know, just kind of noticing that everybody was flailing around, you know, I mean, understandably so, not sure how to deal with all the feeling that was coming up and not having so many of their usual coping mechanisms available to them. You know, we've all gone through hard stuff, right? But normally it's like, okay, well, I'm going through a hard thing, but... I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, whether it be I'm going to go to the bar with my friends every weekend and party it up, whether it be I'm going to go to the mall and, you know, mindlessly shop for hours on end or, you know, something else. Having access to a world and a society that's open, it's much easier to get out of your head and get out of the unpleasant emotional states. And so we all found ourselves in this moment of like, oh, God, how do I escape the like discomfort that I'm feeling? And so the course was was birthed, um, like I said, in reaction to that. And really, it's just it's the foundation of what I've just talked about. So it's teaching people how to work through emotions with efficiency, because if we are taking a really long time to process our feelings, what's going to happen is we're spending more time than necessary on those lower frequencies, instead of feeling it fully, letting it be truly felt and released, and then calibrating our energy up onto a higher frequency. And ultimately, a big piece of this work, this work of embodying a new higher frequency, is shortening the emotional recovery time. So again, it's not about bypassing anything. We never want to skip anything, because that is ultimately a recipe for living on a low frequency, whether people realize that or not, that's the case. But by feeling it all efficiently and relatively quickly, we're shortening that emotional recovery time so that we can intentionally come back up onto a higher frequency. So that course is is kind of your 101. It's, it's the groundwork for how to make that happen in your own life. Make it happen for real. Not like I'm going to go through the motions and kind of try this, but like, no, I'm going to actually delve into this, know how to do it right, and then bring that with me as I go forward in life. Right. Because all spiritual growth has to be grounded in practicality. It has to be uh, doable in your daily life in order to uh, to reprogram the neural patterns that are pre-existing and to come up with something new. One more question for you. How do we reach for something that we've never been before? Mm, That's such a great question. Um, So for me, I like to, in advance of, you know, actually doing any of that repatterning work real time, I have a habit of every so often, based on what's going on in my life, writing out some kind of like pre-established, for lack of a better word, affirmations um, that I can reach for in the appropriate moment. So let's say, um, let's stay with like the breakup example. Let's say I'm going through a breakup and, um, you know, as a result of that breakup, I'm feeling like I'm not worthy of love. I'm feeling like I'm not in a place where I can 
trust others. There's, you know, fear there. I'm going to come up with some statements and, you know, don't be put off by the word affirmations. I think some people are like, oh, I don't like that. You know, <laughs> they're just sentences that serve you well. They're just simple statements that get sent directly down into your subconscious through that, through the repetition of using them over and over again in the right moment. So for example, really simple is best with these types of statements. So, you know, I am trusting, I am worthy of love. I am willing to open myself up to the right people, you know, whatever, whatever the statement might be based on what's happening in your life, but having those pre-written, um, even if they don't feel true to me yet, I at least know that they align with who I want to become, how I want to feel. And then as a result of already knowing that those are the statements that work for me in the appropriate moments, I'll then put one, I'll take one off the shelf and place it into my mind. Mm -hmm. um, and so having them in advance, I think is so important, especially when you're new to it. Like now I don't do it as often because my mind now knows what I need. I mean, it's pretty amazing. Like in a moment where I'm going down the negative path, like I was really sick a few weeks ago and I was like throwing up and feeling horrible. And because I come from a long history of really living on a fear frequency, I became triggered and I'm like, oh my God, my, I'm like throwing up so much. My head hurts. What if I pop a blood vessel and I pass out like, you know, crazy stuff. <laughs> But I noticed it happening. And as soon as I noticed it, my mind showed up and it just said, lean into the place where there's wellness. And I was like, whoa, that's exactly what I need right now. Lean into the place where there's wellness. And so I like checked in with my body. I'm like, well, my legs don't hurt. And, and you know, my arms feel fine. My hands are good. My neck doesn't hurt. Like I was able to just check in and notice that there's most, like most of me feels well, actually. I'm sick to my stomach and I have a headache, but most of me feels well. But anyway, my mind gave me that. It offered it up to me because I've been doing this work for long enough that it's no longer as manual of a process as it used to be. But at the beginning, you got to go the manual route because you're not yet in the habit of it. So your, your body and mind don't yet know that that's what it should be doing for you. But as you go, it'll show up for you and, and, it's all, it all just becomes such a, an easier, more simplistic process and really one that can be so beautiful. Like when I had that moment of just lean into the place where there's wellness, I was like, wow, I can't even believe my subconscious just handed me that because it was so <laughs> perfect. Yes, indeed. So, uh, Christina, are there, sometimes I hear people say, well, you know, I'm sure that it works. I believe in it and stuff, but I don't know that it can work for me. Maybe I, maybe it's too late for me. Maybe I'm a lost cause. Is there any such thing as a lost cause or can any human being embrace this work and transform? The only lost cause is the person who's not willing to wake up and try. You know, if you're unwilling to wake up every day and try and just do 1% or even like 0.5% better than you did yesterday, just try. You don't even need to get it right and actually up level that 0.5. But if you're willing to wake up every day and try, then no, there's no such thing as a lost cause. I mean, I've seen people transform at any stage of life and I've seen people transform who've gone through really rough lives. You know, I mean, some people go through things that nobody should have to go through. And it also doesn't mean that life can't be transformed. 
That's a very inspiring message for us to close on. Christina is Christina's information is available in the show notes. So if you want to get in touch with her or do her course or find out more about what she's doing, uh, her with a way to contact her, her information is all in the show notes. And I encourage you to reach out to her. Thank you so much, Christina, for honoring us with your presence. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. To learn more about Christina and her work, check out the show notes. You'll find all the links you need there. Also, my next deep dive 12-month coaching experience, which includes a retreat in France, is coming up soon. We're starting in May. If you think this has your name on it, check out the show notes. You'll find a link that says Elite Coaching, where you can learn more about it. I'll see you soon. Meanwhile, walk in grace. Thank you for joining me in the grace space, where you're always in the right place. If you love this podcast, I invite you to subscribe to it and submit a review if you feel called to do so. Also, be sure to sign up for my newsletter right here. I look forward to spending this time with you again next week. Meanwhile, I send you love and blessings. Bye for now.